0: And now, Father, we ask that you would just speak to our hearts once again. We thank you for your precious and living word. Father, uh, we just are asking you now, Lord, to, to open our eyes that we might see. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, if you'll take your Bibles with me now, turn to the book of Proverbs. We're continuing our study in this marvelous book of wisdom. Turn to chapter 17, if you would tonight. Proverbs 17. And as you, if you recall, the way we're studying proverbs is in a topical way. It's uh, so much better than uh, uh, going verse by verse, because there's so many, so many uh, truths in here and issues, and uh, the writer, of course, jumps from one subject to another. But tonight, I've chosen uh, for us to study wisdom concerning friendship. Wisdom concerning friendship, real friendship, and uh, what makes a real friend and what actually destroys friendships. And uh, I think this is so practical for all of us because we all need wisdom when it comes to making friends, holding on to friendships, and being the kind of friend that God wants us to be to others. And of course, the scriptures say a lot about friendship. And uh, a good friend is, is as you, m- many of you know, is so hard to find in life, and especially wise friends. Friends that... Uh, have been wise uh, and uh, lived their life wisely, and they come alongside you and they share wisdom that, that has helped you along. And uh, so we want to start here by exploring uh, a few of the Proverbs here, and we're going to find several qualities of being and finding a good friend, okay? Okay. And uh, there are so many, I mean, there's so many verses we could go to, but because of our time, uh, we're just going to look at a few of these qualities, okay, and and the truths and the wisdom that's given to us concerning friendship. Number one, good friends are dependable. Bad friends are fair-weathered ones. Now, think about that. Good friends are dependable, but bad friends are fair-weather friends. Ones that, uh, you know, when the going gets tough, uh, you, don't, you don't find them around. Look, look at Proverbs 17, 17 here. Verse 17. Solomon writes, A friend loves at all times. A brother is born for adversity. A brother is born for adversity. Basically what Solomon is saying here, first of all, he's saying a true friend, one that you can count on in your life that will, will be there for you is someone who will loves you at all times. In other words, they don't sway with the circumstances. Have you ever had a friend that uh, as soon as the waters get rough and maybe you get bad news, maybe suddenly there's a broken relationship in your life, tragedy, something happens, and all of a sudden those you thought were your friends, suddenly you don't hear from them. Suddenly they just aren't there. And then you wonder... I thought they were my friends you know uh, what what was missing there? No doubt it was love love, and if we find a friend, God brings us a friend and, and and we ask him to bring along friends in our life that will love us no matter what we find a treasure that is that uh, the world can 't know, a friend that will be there. Through it all, whether there's a death in the family, marriage ends, there's physical harm, there's sickness, whatever it is. And that friend is by your side. You know, a a real friend will love at all times and show that love to you and be there. And then the second part of that verse, when he says, and a brother is born for adversity or through adversity. Here he's talking about that. You find a friend who becomes like a brother or sister to you when suddenly you are, you're, at, you're at your lowest. At the time in our life when suddenly the walls start caving in and maybe you lost your job. Maybe suddenly you don't know uh, what God is doing in your life, where you're going, what, what he has planned. But your heart is broken. And it's through the, in the times of adversity, that's when you know that you have a real friend if they draw close to you in the adversity. And then you build that friendship that will last a lifetime. So the first quality of good friendship is good friends are dependable, but beware of the fair-weathered ones. But let's. Uh, oh, by the way, um, I, I, I love uh, Proverbs 19. Just slide over to Proverbs 19:22. Proverbs 19:22. What is desirable in a man is his kindness. Is his kindness the uh, the Hebrew translation there is uh, really has. Uh, the meaning of loyalty, and maybe you have a translation that has loyalty there. What is desirable in a man is his loyalty, or it's translated New American Standard, kindness, loyalty. And it is better than he. Sa- it is better to be a poor man than a liar. But the key here is loyalty. It's desirable to find someone who will be loyal to you through it all, loyal to you. Now, what is desirable? You may have another translation is, what is desired in a man is steadfast love. Does anybody have that in their translation? Yeah, you do. So that's another translation of this steadfast love which is just like loyalty and that hebrew word there is Hesed for the word steadfast love or kindness or loyalty and that hebrew word means a radical loyalty not just you know a loyalty that yeah i'm there if you need me but uh, but don't call me too often but it's a radical loyalty where someone is going to just break down the doors to get to you, to try and help you. And as we look at, at these qualities of a good friend, we must ask ourselves, I have to ask myself, am I this kind of a friend to others? Can other people who I consider my friends do, can they count on me, or am I a fair weathered friend that I only care about my own problems and I really don 't don 't care about the other person's uh, my other friend 's needs but only only what's what 's happening to me and i 've got to be introspective and and ask Lord Lord, uh, am I as loyal as I should be is there uh, show me lord if if i 'm not the kind of loyal friend I should be. But we we need to ask the Lord, Lord, make us the kind of loyal friend that will stand by no matter what. But now turn to Proverbs 28 with me. Go over to Proverbs 28. We'll see the second quality. Proverbs 28, verse 13. He who conceals his transgressions will not prosper. But he who confesses and forsakes them will find compassion. Another translation is who, whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. And this, is, this concerns a friend... <coughs> excuse me. This concerns a friend... Uh, who is willing to open up and confess their sin to you and their faults. Good friends are honest, number two, good friends are honest about their sin with you as a friend. But bad friends will hide it. The kind of friends that aren't the best are the ones that will hide it, and they'll keep things from you. And they may be committing sin, but they won't let you know about it. And so they, they basically are, uh, you know, they'll hear what you have to share, but maybe they won't be sharing anything personal about themselves, and they won't be, uh, you, and, and their own life, they, they, they won't be honest and upfront with you about their sin. The buzzword around Christianity today is basically used a lot is accountability, and how important it is accountability and in a close friendship, there has to be accountability, and it 's the same as in a marriage if husbands and if husbands and wives are going to be close as friends, not just as husbands and wives but also be the the dearest confidant and closest friends there has to be accountability on uh, on both parts so that i'll be willing to share what's on my heart and if if i have committed wrong to that person or i've 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 hurt them or i've i've done some other sin that that maybe is causing would cause harm to the friendship i need to be honest about it up front and i need to to share with that uh that friend friends are to be accountable to one another a good definition of accountability is this accountability is being honest with trusted friends about our temptations our sins and the state of our heart let me say that again definition of accountability accountability is being honest with trusted friends about our temptations, our sins, and the state of our heart. So that basically we lay ourselves bare to a true friend. But have you ever done that? You've laid yourself open to somebody that was close to you, that you thought was your dearest friend, and... And once you did that, suddenly you felt betrayed. That, ha- that does happen. When we open up and we, are, we, are, we give ourselves uh, up to someone else and we share f- from our heart, um, sometimes some it, it will turn the person the other way and then they don't have that true bond, that true love for you that you thought they had. And suddenly, that that confessing to them uh, destroys the relationship, and they are they are not uh, they become distant. And how true that is! But we need to confess to our intimate ones, friends. You know our faults. Turn to James chapter five, real quick. Turn to James five, because we see it here. As James writes to the church, in James 5, it's verse 16, as he concludes his letter to the churches. Verse 16 of James 5, he writes, Therefore, confess your sins one to another, And pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. What's James saying here? Basically, in the body of Christ, when we have committed sin against another, we need to to go to that person and confess our sins. And... (coughs) And by confessing our sin, and uh, confessing our sins, and if we have that sin that we've been hiding, and we have a a spouse or a close, dearest friend that we've been hiding from, we need to come clean and confess it. And then what? The next step is pray for one another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. And that is the purpose of confession confessing our faults one to another or our sins it's so that you can carry my burden and i can carry yours and i can trust you with my hurt i can trust you with my confession and ask you to pray for me and if you are truly a dear friend i know that you will go and pray for me that the lord might heal me of first of of that sin that I committed that he, uh, it would be f- that the lord would forgive me and I would turn from it and then that that the ask for that friend to pray that the lord would would strengthen me and then the bond will become greater so how important it is good friends are honest about their sin bad friends hide it but let's go to the third one so if you go back to proverbs Go back to Proverbs 16. Proverbs 16, verse 28 16:28. <clears throat> Solomon writes, "A perverse man spreads strife. A slanderer separates intimate friends." I don't know what your translation is, but the New American Standard translates it intimate friends. So basically Solomon is saying here, good friends are trustworthy, but bad friends are gossips. That's basically what he, what he is saying here verse 28. When it talks about a slander, it's talking behind someone's back, saying something about somebody else. Either putting them down or tearing them down or or going behind their back and and, and saying things about that person. And ha- some of you may have been hurt by that, by someone, an intimate friend. What happens when a friend, You suddenly you hear that someone's, your friend has been talking about you, you know? I know what happens in school with kids. And they, you know, and, and kids get so upset they thought someone was a friend, but here, the so-called friend is, is going around and they found something out about th- their friend. And so they, they go around and gossip about it and it makes them feel better. And, and what does it do? It tears apart intimate friendship. But true friendship, the ki- kind that God is looking for, is the kind of friend that is trustworthy, that will be trustworthy. Not someone that spreads strife. There's nothing worse than having a a a friend who will just you know look look for ways to disturb other people's lives, and and I pray that that won't be us. That this is is not a description of us. That we would not be one that spreads strife or gossip behind other people's backs, and especially concerning two. Our close friends. Oh, how important it is to <clears throat> to know what good friendship is. It's to be trustworthy, but not be gossipers and slanderers. Number four we find in Proverbs 27. So if you turn to Proverbs 27, verse 6. Proverbs 27, 6. And this is this is quite deep, this one. Okay, this quality, <clears throat> an understanding of, of true friendship. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but deceitful are the kisses of an enemy. Look at that again. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but deceitful are the kisses of an enemy what's he trying to say here basically he's saying that a true friend one you can count on a, a deep friendship the kind of friendship you want in someone else and you want to be for someone else is that you'll be honest and upfront with them when it comes to sin something that they might be doing Wrong in their life that they might be disobeying God they might be disobeying the word of God and, and there's sin in their life so it's so we don't come along as a friend and and just pretend that it it really that sin isn't there and we don't because we don't want to offend our friend so we, 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 we don't we, we really don't deal with it but what Solomon is saying is <clears throat> the wound of a friend faithful are the wounds of a friend in other words when a friend tells you i need to share this with you because i know that this where you're at right now god's not going to bless you and, and 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 it can only bring consequences and trouble in your life and so if i'm the kind of friend that will will be honest and truthful about sin about a problem that this, uh, my friend, my intimate friend is having, they are going to, in the end, they may be hurt initially, but that wound is going to bring uh, bring healing in their life, spiritual healing. Because they may feel wounded by your pointing out their sin, pointing out what they need to to get right. But in the end, they're going to come back and go, Somewhere down the road, thank you. They'll thank you for, for being the kind of friend that was up front with me. I mean, don't think of a friend that you've had that confronted you in love with a problem that you were dealing with or a sin in your life, and they just come clean with you. Because they, are, they love you so much that they don't want you to keep going down the, that, that path that you're on, or they don't want you to make a mistake with your life. And how wonderful that is that's the kind of friend that uh you know that's willing to be honest, but then he says there in verse six, but deceitful are the kisses of an enemy. deceitful are the kisses of an enemy. What's he saying there? He's basically saying, if you have a friend or I have a friend." that basically comes along and goes, hey, that's okay. Hey, you know, it's okay, and, and overlooks the sin and pats, pats you on the back and, and and just kind of is just always there to say, hey, we all make mistakes. And, and they don't really try and and lead you back in the path of righteousness. They end up really being an enemy to you because they... That's kind of what Satan would do. Satan would come along and go, hey, that's okay. Keep doing it. That's all right. God's going to overlook it. You're under grace. Don't worry about the sin. And so how important it is to try and be a friend and have a friend that will lovingly confront. Okay. Number four is good friends lovingly confront, but bad friends are spiritual flatterers. If you want to put that down, good friends lovingly confront, bad friends are spiritual flatterers. Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen. if you go down to verse 17, this is our Iron Man's breakfast theme every year. This is how we came up with that ministry based on this verse. Verse 17, iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Now, if you take iron and you try and sharpen it with another piece of iron, what happens? There's friction. There's friction. There's, there's irritation. And to sharpen each other, to sharpen a good friend, we need to be there to be, try and, and sharpen the faith of that person I deem close to me. And I pray that they will do the same for me. And when we do it for each other in a close relationship, whether it's husband and wife or friend or parents or whatever it is, and and, and we sharpen each other by being honest and accountable and upfront with each other, that's when when we suddenly the uh the rough edges are are shaved off. And and suddenly we we uh, we are more pure, we're more righteous, we we walk uprightly before the Lord, and we sharpen one another. I just wanted to point that out. But let's go look at number five here. If you go to Proverbs seventeen, Proverbs seventeen, and then we'll have one more in conclusion. But Proverbs seventeen, verse nine. Proverbs seventeen nine. He who covers a transgression seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates intimate friends. Keeps bringing it up. A good friend protects, but bad friends keep bringing up offenses. And this also concerns those who would, those friends who would continue to bring up things in my past maybe and 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 just try and keep bringing up the old sins in my life a true friend isn't going to do that a true friend will cover the multitude of sins not not gloss them over but once they're confessed and forgiven you leave them buried in the depths of the deepest sea like god leaves them but a but a, a friend that is not really a, a true friend what will happen they will keep bringing up the same, uh, same issues that you, you've been uh, trying to deal with and you dealt with in the past, but they're going to bring it up and go, oh, you know, you, you probably won't change much. And then, then they, they, they hurt you even deeper. We need to be the kind of friend that is going to protect those who, are, who share with us and that we, we don't keep bringing it up and, and we just try and encourage them and pray with them. And that is true. Friends will pick the battles with each other and know that. Well, this is a time I need to to confront and me- mention this. But then there are other times that I need to just encourage. You know, a, a true friend is going to, you know, cover up your old transgressions that were forgiven. God forgave you, confess them, and they're going to be there. And they're going to, um, out of love, they're seeking love with you. And a deeper love and a deeper bond that they're, they're not going to bring up the past. But the, the kind of friend you don't want is the guy here that says he repeats the matter. And what does that do? It separates intimate friends. It separates intimate friends. So we come then to the last one. And go to chapter 25. Proverbs 25, verse 20. <clears throat> And this is a, a really neat one. Look at this quality. Okay, what we shouldn't, what we shouldn't do. Okay, this is this is basically what a a good friend doesn't do. First, chapter twenty-five, verse twenty. Like one who takes off a garment on a cold day, or like vinegar on soda, is he? who sings songs to a troubled heart. Do you see that? What's he saying here? He's basically saying he's talking about the friend that when you are hurting the worst and and, and you just are, are deeply torn apart, something's happened, some kind of tragedy, and the person comes along and just goes, Dipity do da, dipity a. My oh my, what a wonderful day! It's okay, the Lord's, Lord's. You know, this is the day that the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And then you get that verse, or something like that. When and, and come along with a song, and, and they're all cheerful because it really doesn't affect their life. You know, and they're happy. there things are going well with them, so. So, when they hear your trouble, they aren't really moved with compassion. They don't feel the pain with you. And so they say the wrong things. They, they're cheerful when they shouldn't be. But what we need to do is to, to come alongside and mourn with those who mourn. And then be happy with those who are happy. A true friend will come alongside and they will they will hurt with you. Or you will hurt with them if you're that kind of friend. That's what God's looking for, that kind of friend. And may we ask the Lord, Lord, give me that kind of compassion that, that when, when my, my, the, those that are I consider my close friends, when they hurt, Lord, may I feel their hurt. And may I g- soothe them with my words. And sometimes, you know what that means? It means zip it, right? It means I got I to, don't open my mouth and put in foot, because, but just be silent and just put your arm around your friend. You know, sometimes that's, that's the greatest comfort of all, is just being there, to being, being there. And I pray that, that you and I will be this kind of friend to those who we consider our friends, and be careful if there are new friends come into your life, be careful that we, um, we observe them and, and, and make sure that, that we are not making intimates with somebody uh, who, who really uh, w- will harm us in the end if we ask God for discernment and wisdom. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. For friendships, good friendships, Lord, that you bring into our lives, have brought, or you will bring. Father, give us discernment when we build friendships, Lord. But Father, help us to be the kind of friend that Solomon speaks of, the good friend. The one that's trustworthy, honest, compassionate, loving, and honest. And uh, Lord, that we would come alongside and be truthful, And just be the kind of friend, the loyal friend, that would even die for the other. Father, no greater love is this than that a man lay down his life for his friend, Jesus said, and I call you friend. Father, give us that kind of love in our friendships, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.